Welcome to the Healing Embodied Podcast, where we have real and raw conversations about growth and healing that will shift your perspective in profound ways. We take a unique approach to healing the overthinking mind, creating conscious relationships, and living a life of courage and freedom. So take a deep breath and get ready to expand your mind, connect to your body, and activate your spirit. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Healing Embodied Podcast. This is your host, Chelsea Horton. And today I have Anna Manning with us. Anna was um, in one of our group programs in the past, and she has come to share her wisdom, her growth, her insight with us today. So I'm so, so excited to have Anna with us. Thank you, Chelsea. You're so welcome. So let's just maybe first take a brief moment to get a little background of what Mm -hmm. it was that inspired you to connect with Healing Embodied and maybe a few things that you've learned since since our time Mm -hmm. together. Yeah, yeah, sure. So I, I think when I first joined the um group program I was in uh oh it was a bit of a it was a bit of a bleak time for me <laughs> probably the hardest time I've ever had probably the hardest thing I've ever gone through I'd I decided to separate I'd been married for 10 years and I decided to separate from my husband and we were getting a divorce and it was the pandemic so we were all at home that was fun and um I started experiencing anxiety. I didn't even know what it was when it first kind of started fluttering in my chest one day. I was like, oh, that's really weird. What's that? Um, and it had gotten to a point where it was it was pretty bad. And I think I was really good about trying things. You know, I was like doing my meditation and I was doing yoga and I was um I was I'd done some like traditional therapy. And I just come to the point of thinking none of that, all of that is great, but none of that stuff is where the problem, like quote unquote problem is. It was all like up in my mind. Well, maybe that's where the problem was, interestingly, but it felt like it was addressing it in a kind of logical way. And I knew there was something in me that knew I have to address this in another way. I have to like go the other way around. It has to be a body thing because it was my body that was like terrified constantly. Even though I'd be sat in my living room and nothing is going wrong. And I think I'd been following you on Instagram. And then because I saw you did this like body-based work and dance, I was like, well... Maybe there's something there. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. So what brought you to our work was this, this like intuitive sense that like, I want to try working with the body because these other things that are addressed in a more logical way aren't really seeming to like dig in deeply. Um, yeah. And so what, what did you experience and what did you 
learn from bringing your body into your anxiety healing journey? What did I experience? Well, the, the thing that stands out the most to me is that I, I'd been kind of hating the anxiety and the experience of it and trying to like push it down or shut it away or just I was just so unhappy with it and it was such a horrible painful experience that I just I just hated it and I hated I think I now I look back on it I think I hated the idea of me being somebody that was experiencing it I think I was quite judgmental about me experiencing it. And so all of that was unbeknownst to me, probably making it really worse and my experience of it be really horrible. But I, I couldn't seem to help it, really. And 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 some of the stuff that I was doing when I started the group did started to kind of just almost give me a little bit of space around it or, or, or less judgment, I would say, because I came into this group of people where people were experiencing the same thing. And it was like, oh, look at all these people, these nice, normal, you know, people that that are all experiencing these similar things. That was really nice. And then there was this one epi episode. <laughs> There's this one episode with Sarah. No, it wasn't an episode. It was a group with Sarah where she she taught us this thing where this little where your anxiety like comes into the room and you can interact with it. And that was the moment that things really started changing for me. Wow, I got chills. Yeah, you um, sounds like you went from trying to get rid of it and hating it and judging yourself for having it to actually inviting it in and having a relationship with it and wanting to understand it. Yeah. 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 And like fast forward to today, so much so that it flared up for some God unknown reason the other day, just, and I was like, sounds crazy but I was like oh I haven't seen you in ages like how are you you're back with me like hello because yeah. I, I imagine it is when I did this exercise with Sarah I did yeah it was like this little wispy ghost that had a butt she always found that funny it was like a little Casper kind of wispy I remember thing. the butt yeah. Yeah, it had this little butt and it was and it was cute. And and when we did this exercise, it had to like come through the door and I was saying, you can come in. And it was like stood at the door and it wouldn't come in. And it was saying, you don't I don't know. You don't want me here. I know you don't want me to come in. And I was saying, you can come in. It was like, I know you don't like me. I know you hate me. And in the end, that took a bit of coaxing and it came in and then we could chat. And then it, uh, she invited you if you could to kind of hold it. And I just imagine like holding it on my chest and it just wanted to kind of like put its little arms around my neck and like st stay really close on my chest and I'm a bit the same right I love a cuddle I'm very physical and it being this little wispy ghost book character I could like love it and hold it and say you know oh you're here I have you here I'm going to stay with you for as long as you need. What do you need? Oh, I just need to be here. I need to be held. And I could just do that. And as I did that, I could feel like the expanding like warmth in my chest. And it would 
it wasn't to make the anxiety go away. It was the first thing that I'd done that wasn't to make it go away. But in holding it and having it with me like this, it relaxed. Yeah, that's the paradox, right? That's the paradox. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, at first you were resisting it, resisting the anxiety. And then, and this is going to kind of lead us into what we wanted to talk about today. You went from resistance to surrender. Like it's here. I'm going to surrender to the fact that it's here. I'm not going to try to force or control or resist or push or judge. Mm. I'm going to surrender to what is, which is, okay, anxiety wants to visit me. Mm -hmm. And in that act of surrender came acceptance, came curiosity, came love. In mm. compassion. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, can you tell us a little bit more about how this, you know, surrender and allowance is still uh, alive for you today? Yeah. So that's, that's been a really like interesting journey. So one of the other things that I was doing, which, which helped was these like really long meditations, like hours and hours or do like a day that was like two hours and one that was six hours and oh but that was like part of, <laughs> part of my kind of spiritual life but that was kind of helpful as well for me and just almost like lowering the lowering the tension or something and and I, I was brought up uh I was brought up Catholic I've always been a religious family been in religious school and all of that and part of that made the divorce and everything really, really, really hard. But part of that has also been like the sort of salvation of it, which is really weird. Because I'd been getting this thing like surrender, surrender, let go, let go for such a long time. And I had this image of me like holding on to something behind me, like for grim death, being like, no way absolutely not like I cannot do that that's just a terrible way to live your life like no way but I kept getting like people kept giving me a book and it turned out that's what it was about and that kept happening and then people kept saying stuff to me and I was like do they even know what they're talking about here and it was all along this same theme of like let go surrender and I'm like oh no way until yeah, I had a, a kind of bit of a bad time in February, like some business stuff just wasn't working out. And I'm I'm someone who's always been like, I'm going to do things. I'm going to make things happen. I'm like, I'm going to push. And then I was like, okay, that isn't working right now. So maybe I could just for 30 days, maybe I could just try this surrender thing. Maybe I could just try it as an experiment, right? I'm not going to do it for my life or anything, but I could give it a go. I know like I've got money coming in. It feels safe. All of this, like maybe I could try it. So I did. And then April turned into May. And then in May, I started to notice I was getting like loads more. Um, my body was very calm rather than what it had been like before, which is kind of on the edge of like a bit of maybe the anxiety could flare up again sometimes just in a little way not like it was before but then I noticed that there was this like grounding my body felt very calm 
I wasn't trying to kind of force everything and make everything happen and like grip to things and push. Instead, I was just seeing what happened and just going along with responding to what came and doing what I felt like doing. That was it. Yeah, what what you're also speaking to, what's coming up for me is this concept of trust. It's like to surrender, you have to trust. Like you said, instead of trying to like control everything or like gripping for a dear life, there's this like, I'm going to surrender and I'm going to trust that I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And anxiety yeah. is like the complete opposite energy of that, right? That's true. And actually that trust, that feels like a really big word for me. Yeah. Because the thing my brain says is like, surely not. What a terrible idea. (laughs) Definitely don't do that. Yeah, I don't trust that. (laughs) No, no, no. Like, don't do that. Like, even in like being married for 10 years, it was like, yeah, you should probably just trust yourself and not anybody else. Right. And even in like, yeah 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 certainly in relationships family relationships may be okay friend relationships may be okay but for me romantic relationships it's like trust oh I don't think so that seems like a very bad idea Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah because it's really risky and vulnerable or there's like a part of us that feels especially in intimate relationships that to put our trust and like surrender yep it's like brings up all of our fears and securities yeah yeah and I think maybe that's part of what brought up all the anxiety in the first place was I'd I'd done this thing I decided to leave the marriage and all of that like I'd done that I knew what I had to do and I did it. But then there was this absolute fear gripping me that I just didn't know if I was going to be okay. It felt like this huge chasm was opening up in front of me. And this like huge black. And I had to like grip onto the sides to try and stay at the top of it. And I wonder now if I could have just slid down into the bottom. Mm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I couldn't, I didn't trust that in that, in doing that new path and in making those decisions that actually it would be okay. Instead of that, I was just like shit terrified. Yeah. So, yo, know, exactly what you're speaking to. It's like when we don't have trust, we can't surrender. And then we're clinging, clinging, clinging. And that's what we experience as anxiety. So mm-hmm. I'm curious to know, like, what, what were some of the things that allowed you to get to that place of being able to let go of the control and the needing certainty and be able to surrender and trust in, in life and, and that you would be okay? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things is, is um, so doing the course with you guys, but then also having the sort of constant reinforcement through like seeing social media posts and like seeing the emails it was also maybe like a rewiring for my brain to be like this is the only way really that you can do it 
If you're going to do it, you have to trust it is vulnerable. Yes, it's, it is risky. That is inherent. And actually, you can do that. And it could that could actually be part of what's good about it. Yeah. So rewiring the brain from always associating risk with danger and pain and failure to opening up your mind and your body's possibility to see the good in risk and that allowed you to say okay well if risk isn't all horrible and painful maybe just maybe I could start to trust that I'll be okay if I take this leap yeah yeah and I think that was a really gradual process actually of just hearing all the stuff doing all that work and then just kind of seeing it and that just keeps being reinforced because my way of thinking which was that any kind of risk or vulnerability or trust was a very bad idea that was quite an ingrained pattern I guess of thinking for me so to be able to kind of really see that and sort of question it and then be able to maybe make a new pattern over time and even as I talk about it it feels like do you know that feeling you get when you think you get into some water and it's a bit cold and you're like, you, you're like, before you get in, you're like gripping, you're like, I'm not getting in. And then you get in and you're like, and it like, oh, you can let your chest like expand and you're like, oh, actually, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay once you're in. That's what people always say. It's okay once you're in. Ooh, I love that. It's okay once you're in, but all the anticipation leading up to it and the contraction and the like fear mm -hmm. is almost worse than actually just doing the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost now I think about it, it's like, oh, I think it's quite exciting the idea of what a romantic relationship could be if you can like dare to get into that water wow because there's a lot of potential mm -hmm. that before I couldn't I couldn't experience because I couldn't trust or let go in the same way so it's always going to be limited it was always going to be a limited experience although it maybe it feels safer it also was never really going to feel that satisfactory either. So powerful. Like in a way we're like, okay, if I, if I kind of tiptoe in this or like, don't go all the way in, you know, maybe I'll be safer, but in, mm -hmm. in doing that, we don't get the full experience and satisfaction of getting in the water and being all mm -hmm. in it and, and surrendering and choosing to trust even when, we don't have the certainty or all the guarantees. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just knowing that that's part of a, a whole human life is it's got all of those things in it. And if I was going to like con constrict and like tiptoe through my whole life, it was going to be like, it was going to end up like my last relationship ended up as kind of unsatisfactory because it putting your tiptoes in and constricting and like closing down and all of that it just I just didn't want a, the rest of a, a life my life that was going to be like that and that was one of the other things that made me think well maybe this surrender thing is is a good idea because I've committed to 
live my life differently now. Yeah. So how has that shift from control and constriction to surrender, how has that shift changed your experience of your life now? Oh. Um, the thing that comes up the most is that it's funny. I don't really even know how to describe it, but it's like I, I can be more myself. And there's almost this like sweetness that maybe it was there a bit before, but it, but it didn't, it, I had this kind of more harder edge to me before. And that never really felt like me because I'm quite a softie. But now I feel this like softness more and the the more kind of sweetness. And and why what is better about that is that other people seem to also see that or experience that and I feel like I'm connected to other people more because of that yeah when you surrender you soften when you soften you experience more connection with those around you yeah yeah versus the hard exterior or the walls having the walls up yeah Wow. Yeah. And it's really quite nice <laughs> to have that. <laughs> yeah. It should be a revelation to me, but yeah. That's yeah. really quite nice. And you mentioned, you know, it being a really gradual process because I imagine mm. some people are going to hear this and like, okay, well, like, how do I get to that place of surrendering and softening and trusting life instead of trying to cling for control or having one foot out? And yeah, I guess if you could speak a little bit more about it being a gradual process versus an overnight switch. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think my um I've been reflecting this week that I've kind of known since I was about 15 that this idea of like surrendering and letting go, I've kind of known that since then and I've been pushing it away since then. And I had this idea when I was 15 that it was like some weird it was going to like mean that I had to become a nun or something because I was like, well, <laughs> if I like, if I like surrendering my life, right. To the a higher power or like, um, instead of me deciding my life and I'm pushing everything in, if I'm like letting go of that, it mean, I'm going to have to like become a nun. And I was like, Oh, I just don't know if I want to do that. So I, so I pushed that away for like 20 years and it has been a gradual process. And I don't know if that gradual process would even have happened if all that stuff that I thought was so bad wouldn't have happened. So the separation and uh, the relationship going shit and the separation and the divorce and then all of that anxiety that I experienced. I don't think that the process would have uh, continued without those things happening. 
And now I'm on the other side of it. I can say that process was definitely necessary to get me to where I am now. But honestly, when people say that to you at the time, you just feel like punching them in the face, don't you? I never say it to people. Yeah, you, you have to come to that place yourself. You can't have someone else <laughs> say it. To, I, I feel very similarly. Like I went through a really horrible um, broken engagement, you know, before I met Matt and everything. And people were like, one day you're going to look back and you know, blah, 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 blah. and I'm like, oh. no, no, this sucks. This is so painful. I don't want to hear it. But now, you know, 10 years away from that experience, I'm like, oh my God, that mm. needed to happen for me to have this perspective shift for me to learn to trust and let go and surrender and not try to have all this control. Um, so I'm, I'm so with you on that and like learning this lesson of surrender often takes a painful experience. It doesn't have to be a breakup or anything, but mm. our pain is often the catalyst for this mm. lesson, whether that pain is anxiety or a breakup mm. or a death, you know, that pain mm. often leads us to this. I call it like a spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. And I love that you mentioned, you know, this, the fear of your 15 year old, like if I surrender, if I surrender to God, universe, higher power, whatever, if I surrender, then I'm going to have no choice and no agency and I'm going to have to become a nun or whatever <laughs> thing that our, our brains say. So I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about surrender and not feeling powerless. Cause I think a lot of people think surrender. I'm powerless now. Cause I'm just like, you know, a leaf in the wind that just gets blown every direction and I'm going to have no say in my life. So yeah, I'm curious to hear like that dance between surrender and also still feeling like feeling empowered in your life. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting question because I don't think I've quite worked out the steps to that dance yet. <laughs> I'm still like, I'm still kind of right in the middle of, of the I'm still right in the middle of it all. And I think that, interestingly, that has been coming up for me this week because I'm like, oh, well, I don't get to kind of, I don't choose everything anymore. I don't like, you know, I don't set the vision. I don't like decide everything that I want. I don't go along with all of my preferences, right? I'm I'm kind of here. I'm like showing up for things. And yeah, I, I don't know the answer to that at the moment. But what I do know, because what has been the same all the way throughout this process is that I don't think I have to know all of that. I can just relax. And the things that need to, to show up to tell me this, not this, this, now this, they will happen. Yes. To be honest, whether I like it or not. Yes. And I that's happened that. all the way through this process. First comes this thing, then this, now that. And you're just like, Jesus. But that has actually taught me to trust that I don't have to know everything and I don't have to know what it's all going to look like or, or how I'm going to figure it all out. Because I don't think I am going to figure it all out. I think I'm going to relax. And I think that things will figure out. 
I will like see the way to figure that out. And I, and so I don't know at the moment what that dance is going to look like in my life. You saying that reminded me of this quote that I found back when I was having really intense anxiety years ago. Um, and I love that that was your answer. Like, I don't know, but I like, this is how it's always worked. Like it, it becomes clear in time. And so I can relax in the meantime, reminds me of this quote. Uh, do you mind if I read it? Yeah, sure. It's by uh, Rainer Maria Rilke. I hope I'm saying that name correctly. And it says, um, be patient toward all that is unsolved in your heart and try to love the questions themselves, like locked rooms and like books that are now written in a very foreign tongue. Do not now seek the answers, which cannot be given to you because you would not be able to live them. And the point is to live everything. Live the questions now. Perhaps you will then gradually, without noticing it, live along some distant day into the answer. Amen. Snaps for that. Mm -hmm. So surrender says, if I don't have that figured out right now, if I don't know that, I'm not clear on that. That's okay. And I trust that as that unanswered question is still there, that I'm going to live and life is going to show me. Like I trust that life reveals to me and I don't need to rush ahead and try to extract all the answers <laughs> now. Yeah. Or get rid of the discomfort of not knowing. Yes. And, and it's like the, like, living in surrender and trust is like being a student of life. Like you're open to just learning and allowing life to teach you. Mm. Yeah. And it is true. And I, I'm hoping that maybe life's got some ideas that maybe were even better than mine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been doing a pretty good job for millions of years. So yeah, I don't know, but I'm quietly kind of, excited about the possibilities mm. let's all get that tattooed I don't know but I'm excited about the possibilities <laughs> I was thinking about getting a new tattoo maybe I should there get it on is. my head <laughs> oh damn quote <laughs> oh, yeah and I think that's really the essence of surrender and trust is I don't know but I'm open and excited to all the possibilities that lie ahead of me, right? Yeah, absolutely. And to that, I'm my um I have an, a new partner and he was well, not that new, but he he's now coming to live with me, coming to move with me, like move cities and all of that. And I also don't know how that is going to be. And I don't know how it's gonna go. And I don't know how if will end and a long time ago that would have seemed impossibly difficult to me but I'm open to the possibility of what it could be rather than being shit scared of all the things that I fear it could be mm. wow yeah. mm. I'm just allowing those words to sink in and I think there's going to be a lot of listeners 
You might also want to pause here and let that really sink in. Like, I'm open to the possibilities of all that it could be instead of fearing all the things that could be. Mm. And what a beautiful way to live and a very open-hearted way to live. Yeah, that's vulnerable as hell. Yeah. But it turns out that's not as bad as I thought it would be. That's right. There's like this, like, I feel this strength in that, even if it's like shaking, that there's actually more strength in that than there was in the walls. Wow. Because it's inside. And the wall was outside. So that vulnerability almost, it like allows the, it isn't a wall inside now, but that was my strength before, was the wall. Mm -hmm. But now if there's no wall, then the strength can live inside and I can move forward because the wall isn't there, but I still have the strength inside. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's a, a little bit going back to that empowerment piece. Like, yes, you're surrendering to the unknown, but it's not like you're completely powerless. There is a sense of empowerment and trust in this strength inside. Like, I'm not going just because I don't have this protective wall doesn't mean I'm going to suddenly crumble. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm yeah, so in fact, excited. I'm not going to I'm not going to crumble at all. And I might even have times where I'm in the on the floor like with the pain because who knows what could happen, right? Somebody can die, somebody can get diagnosed with something somebody could leave but i'm gonna do all of that without the wall wow so powerful because the other option is to just not really live yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a sort of weird half life. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Which doesn't seem very satisfactory. And you and I have both had those experiences of living the half life with the walls up. And mm -hmm. we've like had that experience where we felt like never really fully being there or fully experiencing the full range. And then to experience living a surrendered, trusting life, you're like, I don't know if I can put the wall back up after experiencing this. I'm, I'm yeah. just going to go through life and trust that if the heartbreak happens, if the grief happens, I'll be on the floor and I'll cry 
and I'll have access to this strength within me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know that Khalees song that says, before you, my whole life was a cappella. Now a symphony is the only song to sing. Yeah. 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 So now life in glorious technicolor. Wow. Yeah. So many more dimensions open up when we lean into surrender and trust and vulnerability and risk. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So empowering and encouraging. And I think it's just going to be such a beautiful reminder to people listening that the the need for certainty and control doesn't actually provide the kind of life that you're wanting. It's in the doing the scary thing, taking the leap, surrendering, trusting. That's where we experience the life that we want to experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say if you if you if you're listening and you're where I was, don't lose heart. Mm -hmm. Don't lose heart because you're listening to this for a reason somehow. It's in your ears or whatever. And if I could let go of control, I mean my God, you wouldn't know how controlled I was. You you could as well and I know it can be annoying when people say that but I'm sure it's really true and don't lose heart yeah it's really really scary and painful when you're in it and like you said this slow gradual process of beginning to open up to the possibility that maybe some good can come out of the surrender, the vulnerability, and the trust. And maybe, just maybe, it's not all painful and bad. Mm. Yeah, really beautiful. This was such a nourishing conversation. I enjoyed it too. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for bringing your just gentle, loving energy and wisdom to the podcast today thanks for having me of course and if anyone wanted to find you and connect with you more would you like to share where they can do that um yeah I'm I'm on Instagram and I'm on LinkedIn as well I do a lot of my work with professionals around work stuff so I spend time on um, LinkedIn mostly but yeah that's a good place to connect connect with me i'll post your socials and um, any other links you want me to share i can post that in the show notes for anyone who wants to follow your journey and your upcoming adventures and (laughs) things that are happening for you or if anyone wants to just send you a a message saying thank you for this episode oh yeah always happy to chat i love i love people Well, thank you so, so much again, Anna, for being here. And yeah, we'll see each other around around the internet. All right. Thanks, Chelsea. Bye, everybody. Such a freaking beautiful episode. 
good lord, I just love the people that we get to work with and learning from them. Seriously, what amazing humans we get to connect with every single day. Oh, I love it so much. I love it so much. And if you resonate with what Anna was sharing and you want to be able to embody more trust and surrender and to release control, if that's something that you want support in and you want that support from us at Healing Embodied, then we have something really cool that we want to offer you. We have free 15-minute clarity calls that you can apply for and book, and you're going to be meeting one-on-one with a member of our team to just chat with us, um, let us know what you're wanting support with, what your desires are, what your goals are, what your dreams are, and we will let you know which service of ours is going to best support you and help you to create more trust in your life and in your relationship So you can head to the link in the show notes to apply to get one of those free clarity calls with a member of our team. Just get a feel for us, a feel for our work, and see if what we have to offer can help you create so many beautiful things for yourself, your relationship, your life, so that you can live from a place of trust instead of fear and clinging. It is just... The coolest thing in the world that we get to support people with this and witness them in that transformation from clinging and controlling and perfectionism and rigidity to flow, softening, surrender, love, and open-heartedness. It's truly such a gift to be able to do this with people. So head to the link in the show notes to apply for your free 15-minute clarity call with a member of our team and we cannot wait to connect with you, hear more about you, hear about your dreams, your goals, your desires, what you're wanting support with. We we can't wait. 